there are some times that you see people dancing and maybe if it's like they're like fourth week in a row in church that they're just spontaneously breaking out and dance you might be like hey man do you have like a medical condition like you know what's going on like you know like are you okay like but you know it's like i I would say it makes more people comfortable if you if you do it within the comfort of your own home but i think that sometimes it's okay to make people uncomfortable in church especially those people that just are not but once again, this is coming from a place of where I'm the first person to get very uncomfortable. Right. If you start dancing next to me, that's you. I will get up and walk out. Just for that, I'm going to dance next to you. Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a podcast that explores the how and why of living as a Christian in a pop culture world. Movies, art, people, everything is up for debate and nothing is held back. In each episode, we explore a topic through conversation, banter, and the Bible to try to get to the truth of the matter. We're not pastors or scholars. We're just regular Christians trying to understand the world through the lenses of the Bible. In this episode, we're talking about art and the church. Is it okay to use highlighter in your Bible? Three, two, one. Happy trees. I forgot what we were going to say there for a second, but I'm really glad that you said it. In a happy little trees. Welcome, everybody. We are Biblical Lenses. Today, we're going to be talking about art. Art and, and some happy trees and some happy little rocks, but we're not going to be talking about a whole lot about Bob Ross, but <laughs> and not in the NPR exactly <laughs> sound. Yeah, yeah. But Bob Ross is an artist, and we will be talking about uh, on this episode art. Yep, uh, art in the church. Yeah, um, and how maybe like some historical aspects of art in the church. Yeah, maybe some modern, modern, maybe a little modern interpretive dance. We on have stage. to definitely talk about that. Got to yeah. do that. Um, but that's yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. So yeah. uh, let's. Where do we start? Um, is there, does the Bible say anything about art and creativity? Mm. Uh, what do we think? Well, it, it does definitely say a lot about art and creativity. Okay. I think, uh, just like everything, what is the appropriate amount of art within like a church or obviously like the, the temple was, had like a lot of beautiful things inside of it. Like okay. we know that it's a very beautiful place. But, like, are we supposed to adorn our church in today's culture with gold or gold-plated, you know, diapers or whatever? Like, Gold-plated I, diapers? I, I, you know, I'm just trying to make a reference. I don't even know what? there's a lot of gold-plated diaper art out there. Like, <laughs> Christian diaper art? Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting, interesting uh, uh, No, what I, I do want to go back to uh, first, though, the Bob Ross thing. Okay. And that is... Uh, you bought your, not bought your wife, you made your wife uh, some Bob Ross yes. yoga pants. Again, you're yeah. going to come out swinging. I'm going to, yep, come out just swinging. Just call me out. Yeah. We'll, yeah. So I think it was like probably for our fifth anniversary, mm-hmm. I designed a custom pair of yoga pants yeah. and had them like all over direct to garment printed with Bob Ross art. Yeah. And then so there's like happy little trees everywhere and rocks and landscapes all over 360 yeah. degrees. And then right on the left hip was this just perfect afro yeah. face of Bob Ross. I love that. So she liked it. She just so didn't want to wear it a whole lot. Yeah. Which is okay. I mean, you can like something and not want to wear it. I, right? I guess so. A, yeah. No, she didn't like you it. Can that's okay. it. You can love it in the private of your own home. That's, <laughs> yeah. Whenever I get a gift from somebody and I'm like, oh, I kind of like it, but I'm not going to wear it outside. I'll just be like, oh, these are my jammies, you know? These are my jam jams. Yep, jam jams. Uh, so. All right. I got a verse to kick us off. Yeah. Well, we, we could start with the beginning. In, oh, in, in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. God created. Yeah. So yeah. we have some right off the bat. Yep. We know that God is a creative mm-hmm. being. And we we are made in his image. We're made so in we his talk image. About that. Yep. Okay. That's it. Yeah, we gotta get there. But first, okay. Let's let's this is gonna be a slight detour. Yeah. But if 
the Bible describes God as something, mm-hmm. does that make it a good thing always? Oh, we're going to go into like, uh, this is kind of like a big umbrella topic, but That's like good. God, if it says that God is, for instance, there's parts in the Bible that says God is a jealous God, mm-hmm. then is jealousy okay? If yeah. God is a creator, is creativity a well, I mean, as a good thing. Yeah, obviously, like creativity is a is a good thing. I don't think like uh, anything that God is is good. Okay, but there's a balance, right? Like I said, like there's a balance between good and bad. So, like when you say God is a jealous God, like it's okay to be a jealous husband. Like you're obviously saying, hey, my wife is to to be no other person but mine, right? Right. And so jealousy is even good when you're talking in the aspect of like a holy jealousy. Okay. Um, just as creativity is. But I think, and just kind of diving right into the subject. Get it. Churches sometimes can go way overboard oh. with their creativity. And oh. so you see like people on stage like waving flags or mm-hmm. I don't know, like I once went to a church and they had uh, like a breakdancing group on yes. stage as like a work, like a form of worship. They're like, all right, like we're going to worship now. And like all of a sudden like beatboxing came on and like okay. people in like uh, Kanga hats came out and they yes. were like, yeah, yeah. What's? I was like, I'm not worshiping Okay, right so let's now, talk about you know? that. Let's do, you want to dive right into like, like the arts and creativity like in the church. So in that situation, yeah. what's wrong with that? What's wrong with the expression of creativity on stage yeah. in, is it just a flavor thing? Like, Hey, we're not used to that. Is it a distraction thing? Maybe. Or, yeah. or do people just need to get over themselves and say, Hey, if they, f- if that is yeah. something that those people are doing to praise the Lord, yeah. it's a good thing. Like what, what, where do we, See, where do we go with that? I'm just such, I'm not a, I'm not a very creative person, like in okay. the aspect of like, I can't think of something in my head and then all of a sudden make it appear on a piece of paper. Like it takes, I basically just pay somebody to do that. I'm like, Hey, I need you to do this for me. Okay. Um, but like be that being said, I don't think I'm very arts driven. So I'm more inclined to, uh, hear words or like even in worship, like hear, hear words of a song and think about them and process them. Like that's my form of worship. So that's interesting to see somebody up there, like being expressive with their body. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't. Okay. So here's, yeah. no, so that's interesting because yeah. we have put an emphasis mm-hmm. like in the church on teaching, on yeah. preaching, on discipleship, on evangelism, yeah. on words, yeah. on knowledge, a lot of times on knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's, I mean, obviously there's good reason, like mm-hmm. the Bible calls us like f- to do a lot of those things, to walk, like ministry looks like those yeah. things. So like very, very easily like point those things out in scripture, Acts chapter two, like, yeah. you know, like the new church. Um, but there are people who are creative mm-hmm. and their passion for Jesus is stirred up through creativity, through yeah. art, through music, through dance, and they're not uncomfortable by it. They might actually in, in a, completely reverse kind of thing feel more comfortable worshiping yeah. Jesus through the arts. But we, have we yeah. underserved that community in the church? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like what, what do you think? Cause I, I for me personally, like I, that's not a, a kind of like a bend that I have. So if it was completely gotten rid of like, and like one of the things that I think of, this is going to kind of get into a rabbit hole, but like one of the things that I think of is, you know, as a first century church, like there wasn't a lot of, or like as a persecuted church, like you don't have a lot of opportunity to be arts and creative driven because you just don't have like that option, right? 
Like there's nobody there's no there's nobody on staff as a set designer in like a persecuted well, church, okay. right? You're talking like, about like big that's church what I'm saying, ministry, like big right? church like, ministry. But I'm saying like in general, like if you are oh, I'm gonna go serious right go now. I don't want to bring the podcast down. No, or we're anything, not gonna bring the podcast like, down. Okay, but Diary of Anne Frank. Oh boy. Okay, wow. I told you I was gonna go. Yeah, it's was gonna get real sad yeah, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're talking about severe persecution. Yeah, we're talking about journaling we're talking about writing yeah, we're talking about true. a form of expression yeah. that happen in the worst of the worst yeah. in the midst of hardcore like mm-hmm. oppression right so is yeah. it there there is something that stirs and this may not be you because you're not a creatively driven person yeah. but it it stirs up in people and they don't want to stop a reading stop writing stop drawing yeah. stop you know, writing songs or singing like though that's, that is their form of worship. And when we think about what worship is, yeah. we're like, some people worship through knowledge and learning. Some people mm-hmm. like draw closer to the Lord yeah. in different ways. And that's the way that creative people do. Yeah. So back to the question, have we underserved that community in the church? I think, I personally think we have. Yeah, really? Yeah. Okay. I think that, I think that that, that genre or that group of people is underserved. They're sat in the back and said, be creative on your own time. Yeah. And here we do Bible studies. We do. Well, but like, don't you think that like the word, the word should be the primary focus of church? Of Oh, oh yeah. So that's where I'm thinking like, I don't want to, let me go back. I'm going to backtrack. No, I, I understand what I'm you're saying. I'm not saying let's go into church I and everybody bring, saying. you know, let's all do like uh, 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 tambourines yeah. and like uh, flag dancing yeah, or whatever. I what you're saying. Not saying that. But what I am saying is um, a lot of times creative ministry. Yeah feels like a bolt on Mm, it feels like there's those few people in the church that are into it and a lot of times the head pastors other ministry staff are looking for a place for them so Mm. like oh why don't you make decorations for this upcoming event versus saying oh this is a this is a legitimate form of worship this is how you draw closer to jesus how can we encourage you to do that well do you think that so let me ask you this do you think that the reason why it's marginalized is because uh, like in going into maybe the historical aspect of art in the church, like okay. art in the church used to be so overblown or so like in your face, right? Like we, they would pay like famous artists to go and paint like the Sistine Chapel is one, right. like these beautiful, they'd spend like, you know, thousands thousands of dollars on these beautiful paintings and this and that. And when the Protestant Reformation happened, it was kind of like, Hey, we want to disassociate ourselves from the Catholic church and move into a different that is a, different. I, I feel like know. that is a pregnant, very loaded kind of like yeah. historical like like situation. Obviously, right? like, we're not going to solve like what the problem is. No, in this no. Podcast, but I'm just saying but... like that is that's a very loaded thing because it's yeah. not just art. Mm-hmm. It like the Catholic Church like historically like in earlier centuries wasn't just saying we want to make lots of art. We want to make lots of art. Yeah. There was other things happening there. Yeah. Right. They were saying you're not allowed to read the words, so we're just going to make pictures. Yeah. And so you believe what we say. Like yeah. that's your form of it. Illiteracy was like very high yeah, in that time. That's true. So there's a lot of thing reasons that art has changed mm-hmm. and evolved. Even if you go into most large cities. There's not only like, you know, art museums, but modern art museums as well, because art has just evolved so Mm -hmm. much. My thing is, I feel like the church in general, if we're talking about the church, has never really 
um, gotten on board with art because there's a smaller amount of people or subset yeah. of people who really draw near to Jesus through creatively minded things. Mm-hmm. And there's any, and, and so they're not encouraged to do so. So it's yeah. just kind of pushed off to the side. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how I feel about like uh, creative ministry yeah. or just creativity in general art in the church. We've done a, a pretty profoundly bad job through the ages yeah. of honoring, you know, any sort of, uh, art that steps outside, like mm. especially like in the early centuries, like yeah. if it wasn't a biblical painting, like yeah. that it could be That's heresy. True. Like you could be banned yeah. from doing art. Well, that was the same way that it was for like sciences and stuff like that too. Sure. If it didn't agree with what the church was positioning, that was at the time when the church kind of ruled the government as well. That's and true. So I, what I what I would say is like, do you think that art is going to change now over? Because we're seeing more and more people move from an intellectual, like, maths and sciences-driven mindset. And obviously, like, a lot of people now want to be photographers, graphic designers. Right. Like, a lot more people are getting into the arts. So do you think that that is where we are going to – we're going to see, it like, a culture shift within our church as well? I think that what we should pray for, what we should mm-hmm. hope to see is a shift in the way that we think about art, similar to how we have thought about worship. Yeah. Like worship has now, I just, I just had a meeting this morning with a guy who's a worship leader at a, at a church and he doesn't just do worship at the church, but he trains other men and women mm-hmm. and encourages them and equips them to record their own EPs and wow. go out and play in bars in yeah. the evening so that they can be, you know, they're still practicing their gifts mm-hmm. and they're there as a light in, in places that maybe a lot of other Christians yeah. wouldn't be. So he's encouraging them to go out, use their skills, utilize their gifts for the glory of God, mm. not just it's Sunday morning, it's yeah. time for worship. That's where you belong. That's, that's kind of like the that's end true. of art for us or musical art. And it's like, mm, what, there's more there. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that hopefully we'll see a shift mm-hmm. in art that says it's not just a bolt on. It's not just like a, oh, okay, once a year, I guess we'll let the break dancers come up yeah. and, and do some moves or something, but it really finding a space in the church uh, uh, so they can serve people with yeah. their like creativity. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, if we, there are some biblical references about art. Mm-hmm. Just want to mention a couple. Um, um, obviously we talked about Genesis. God is a creator. He's yeah. a creative being. He's made us in his image. I almost mm-hmm. said in our image, that would be heresy. Sorry. Nope. Um, but there's also lots of other references, uh, like in Exodus 35, that God has filled them with the skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or a designer or an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns, fine twin, twined, twined, twined. No. I'm going to go twined. We're going to say fine twined. Twi- it's hard to say fine twined. Yeah, fine twined linen or by a weaver, by any sort of workman or skilled designer. Yeah. So there's like mention of so many different mediums that yeah. are all like work of the hands, craft of yeah. the hands there. Now, um, let me ask you this though. Like that was, that, that scripture speaking about, obviously like the building of the tabernacle and then like you'll see another reference to the building of the temple mm-hmm. um, and they were charged to do that to make the uh, the tabernacle the temple look beautiful inside and out because this was a place where God's spirit dwelled right now like now that the now that God's spirit doesn't dwell in a physical place right do you think that it is necessary for churches to still have like very nice, like ornate things around or should they be stripped more to be kind of like a, cause I would say like this, when you have a non-believer that walks into a church, if you uh-huh. had your walls lined with gold, that non-believer is going to see that church and probably turn 
away and walk out the door because they're going to be like, this church is all about money. This church is all about this and that. Well, like you were saying earlier, right? Like that was the move towards the Protestant Reformation, Mm -hmm. which was, hey, we're going to move away from ornate buildings to white square boxes that with pews inside. There's nothing ornate about it. We want to focus on Jesus, Mm -hmm. which I think is good. I'm not saying it's a bad reaction. Mm -hmm. It may have been a little bit of the baby out with the bathwater, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, stained glass windows are beautiful. Yeah. Like, like swing one way and then just swing the Exactly. We're like, way. you know yeah. what? We just want to, like, worship in a field mm-hmm. with, yeah. like, with nothing around. It's like, well, that's great, too. Yeah. Like, it, I, I think that there's a way for you to, to be involved in art and creativity mm-hmm. without swinging it so far that you have to have gold that's toilets true. and gold line yeah. walls, right? Yeah. I, I th- and it's always a balance. Yeah. Like, if you walk into a church and you're like, wow, this is really nice. Yeah. Like, Shout oh. out to uh, T.D. Jakes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you right. walk into a church and you're like, this is really nice. Yeah. Or like, like, wow, look at the lights or look at the this. Mm-hmm. Like, how much did they spend? Like, yeah. sometimes our mind goes to yeah. those things. But... It, it's really a question of intention. Like mm-hmm. what, what's the intention with yeah. it? Is it to like glorify God? Like you can make a lot of crazy excuses yeah. like under the, under the label of glorifying God, yeah. right? Oh, we need private jets and we need Ferraris. And it's like, no, you, I think you See, gotta and really that's be like intentional for, with the for heart. My problem is a lot of times I end up and I don't know, call it just my not selfish heart, but whatever. Just when I see that kind of stuff, it a lot of times turns me off to a church service. Cause I'm more of like a, just a white walled, like, Hey, as long as I have the word and a guy that plays guitar, like I'm good, right. you know? But then like my wife is somebody who's like, no, like that's not enough. Like she needs to have, but she's also a creative. So she's like, right. I need to have the worship. I need to have, you know, cause that's kind of what gets her in the right proper mindset right. to receive from the word. And so I constantly have to remind myself that there are there are pros and cons to both mm-hmm. and a lot of times if if I'm being too critical of something I need to just realize like hey although I might think that they're going over the top I think that they might be able to do a little bit more as well so right yeah. I, be, I mean I think that again like it's hard to put yourself in the other person's shoes mm-hmm. like if you're I mean we're both extroverts yeah it's hard for me to think of introverts mm-hmm. or think like an introvert. Yeah. Like for me, I'm like, yeah, we all just, whatever, like, let's do it. Like go in and say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Go introduce yourself. And yeah. introverts are like, I don't, I can't yeah. do that. I don't want to yeah. do that. And so likewise, um, a good example is uh, around Christmas time at the church that we go to, they had this fantastic like worship set like mm-hmm. for Christmas and everything was perfectly timed with these gorgeous slides that had every word oh, yeah. that w- they were singing. And it was like kinetic, like typography, if you know what that is, like the mm-hmm. words were moving and connecting and doing things. And their creative department spent a lot of time doing that, not just because they could, because they really prayerfully felt like that would make an impact. Now, what's crazy is um, we've talked to like some of the people on the creative team, like my wife and I have, and they've said, they got so many complaints from that. Wow. See, for me, I'm kind of both. Like, I love the word. Like, I I could go with, like, blank walls, but, like, I'm also a designer by trade. Yeah. So I was like, that's beautiful. And that connected for me, and I was able to just, like, praise Jesus a whole bunch more. Like, just so great, right? But, like, they got so many calls that said, that was distracting. That was horrible. Don't ever do that again. And for me, that's a bunch of people that aren't going, somebody is really being blessed by this right now, and somebody really used their gifts to be a blessing. Well, and I think like a lot of times we don't realize that people that have, so when you're more 
intellectually driven. You have conversations, like you talk, you 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 banter back and forth, like with people over over ideals, over topics. Right. Um, you debate people. Like when you're an artist, you just put something out and then you let the general public come up and go, love it or hate it, right? And right. so I think a lot of times we don't realize as Christians that like when somebody's doing that out there, like that's their heart and soul that they just put out. And then for you to come and just say base like so for instance, I, I have a story about this. One one of my friends uh was a worship leader and um they used to they'd be, be more expressive on stage like they kind of bounce around or they'd okay. like swing their arms out or whatever or they'd you know move around on the stage yeah, yeah and as like they were worshiping the lord and they were leading people in worship and they had a pastor of their church come up and tell them like you can't move around anymore you're right. distracting the congregation Stop doing that. and they they got very bummed out because they're like i'm trying to be expressive to my god up on stage and i'm trying to lead others Right. Showing them like, hey, it's okay to be weird. It's okay to be wild. Sure. To have somebody come up and be like, don't do that anymore. I think a lot of exactly. times we do that to creatives. Like we'll complain about the music or we'll complain about the set design or how much mm-hmm. money we're spending on lights or whatever. And here you have this person that's like, I just want to like provide the most the, the be- most beautiful thing for my God. Mm-hmm. And then you just have somebody come, come over and go, hate that. Like you're being selfish. You're being this. You're being that. And it's like just watching their like beautiful masterpiece just get marked up with a Sharpie. Horrible thing to do. I think two things on that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think from both sides of like the spectrum, right? Yeah. So like from the non-creative side, shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> on the non-creative side, <laughs> yeah. shut up a little bit yeah. and let other people express themselves. Mm-hmm. Feel a little bit more comfortable allowing other people to express themselves yeah. the way that they feel confident expressing mm-hmm. themselves. I think a lot of times this is a self-conscious like issue. Yeah. Like people say like, what are you doing? I'm really comfortable doing just this little like three inch yeah. left to right kind of sway and putting my hands up like I'm carrying a watermelon. Yeah. But that crazy <laughs> yeah. Yahoo over there has their hands over their head and yeah. they're screaming Jesus. What's your problem? Yeah. But they don't realize there might be somebody in the back who's sitting down going, Look at this crazy guy holding his hands up like he's holding a watermelon. Yeah. So to everybody, there's somebody else that makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. So shut up a little yeah. bit. Just just, just get over yourself yeah. a little bit. But on the other side of things, as the creative, you have to understand that not everybody is a creative. Yeah. Not everybody understands oh. your art, yeah. your gift, your expression. And so you have to have the self-confidence to put things out there. This is what true artists do. Yeah. You put things out there and you don't care what other people do mm. because it's a form of worship, yeah. right? I do this as a form of worship. So if you don't like it, that's fine. I'm pretty sure my God liked it because he's the one that called me to do it. Yeah. So shut up. So everybody I, I, needs a chill. Yeah, I really like that answer. So like, what about if we think about this? Do you think that there are things that people do in the church artistically that do not please God? Yes. That are more selfishly driven? Yes. So let's name some. Oh gosh. Can we? I don't I don't know. Like don't everything know that I watch kidding. like on stage, I'm like, that might be coming from a selfish Let's do place, this. you know. Let's talk about the things that they may very well like be worshiped to God and be mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, a sweet yeah. aroma to him, but make us feel uncomfortable yeah. because we are who we are, right? Well, first and foremost, there's the flag wavers. Okay. They constantly I see them and I'm like, I get that that might have been like a, a like a way to worship in like 1400s right certainly not now mm. so waving a, a flag i feel like you're trying to wave in a plane okay on our building right that's now. interesting like it's very yeah. sketchy land that plane um yeah. I, one for me is um i've been to a few services and i just have to shush and be mm. quiet while they do like bring out like an interpretive dance kind of like onto yeah. the stage yeah now don't get me i like to dance yeah 
I like to break it down. Me and my wife went to an 80s night last yeah. night and we did a little bit of a little footloose yep. dancing. But like interpretive dance makes me feel very uncomfortable, <laughs> probably because I'm like a 35 year old, yeah. like white man. Like, yep. and just, I, I'm, I've never understood dance as a form of art. Yeah. Although it's not that I don't appreciate it. I just go, it's not for me. Yeah. So when I see it, I go, I'm going to look to the other side of the stage and just like, or maybe just like spend my time like focusing. Yeah. But that's the beautiful part. You can close your eyes. So what's funny is like, I have a friend that is a dancer and her husband is the pastor of uh, a church. And he has to let her dance. Well, I mean, he's just, he understands like, he's like, Hey, it's not for me. Like, you know, but it's just, she actually broke out, like broke my mindset on the whole like dance because for the longest time I was like, that's, that's so like, I don't know, self-centered of you to be basically like everybody else is just standing there. And like sometimes she would dance and not, not even like in a, Hey, watch me like worship my Lord. She just start dancing in the crowd, in in the crowd. And I'm like, Oh, that makes people so uncomfortable. You are stealing the show for everything that's going on. And then she was like, no, this is just, how I work, like I can't help it. So like, what do we? Okay, I start. Can we talk about that for a second? Just starts moving. There's a bunch of other things we could probably talk <laughs> yeah. about that make us uncomfortable. Let's yeah. just let's fixate on dancing yeah. for a second and crowd dancing. Okay, yep. when you are in a church service yeah. or in a worship service and people around you dance, yep. is that those people being free? And what it should really be doing is encouraging everybody else to be as free. Maybe. Or do they need to sit down <laughs> and realize that this ain't a, the dancing kind well, of Well, I think like it's the same thing that you said. Like if you are not a dancer, if you feel uncomfortable by that, maybe right. you need to recognize like give give them a little bit more grace. Obviously, we can't see the heart issue. And so I think we need to realize like we need to let the Lord judge them on that. Yeah. And if you don't like it, like close your eyes or turn around or something. But if it's something that you're seeing and you're like, Oh man, like she has a lot of confidence and like, I would never dance for the Lord. It's like, well, I mean, you're definitely not going with scripture there because David danced <laughs> naked in the street okay. like for the Lord. So it's like, there's clearly dancing in the Bible. Like uh-huh. this isn't footloose. Like we're not a Baptist church. Right. So <laughs> like the dancing is totally okay. You're sounding like John Lithgow right I, now. I, yeah. Like a Southern Thank John you. Lithgow yeah. telling Kevin Bacon to chill. <laughs> And drive his yellow VW I mean, bug to a warehouse yeah. and get some dancing done. <laughs> get some rage dancing. Yeah. I mean, like the point, the point is though, is, is that, I mean, if you have a problem with something that somebody is doing, you need to recognize, and this is a lot of times what I have to remind myself of is that the Lord is the ultimate judge of, of somebody's heart. Okay. And so you can't be the person that says, oh, they're doing that out of self, self-conceit unless, unless it's like an old hymnal. Yeah. And like, just like, you know, praise well, God be in from the whom all blessings yeah. flow. And you just see somebody out there like just gyrating. It's like, yeah. hey, you got to stop. Right. Yeah. Okay. So here's a question yeah. based off that. Is, okay, when people are dancing, mm-hmm. let's, let's, I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with it. I'll close my eyes or I'll just get over myself. Yeah. Okay. If you yeah. want to dance in service. But here's the question. If dancing or singing, mm-hmm. or I don't know, painting, or yeah. whatever is a form of worship. Is worship always to be done publicly, or are there some types of worship that are to be done privately? Ooh, For good. instance, let's say creativity is not one of the gifts of the spirit yeah. necessarily, but a gift from yeah. God. God has gifted certain people with creativity. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty true. I think yeah. it's obvious, right? Some people can like work their way and like earn into it mm-hmm. and like learn creative aspects. But you know, there are some people that are just like, you know, just super duper creative, yeah. like out of the gate. But should they always do that creativity publicly? Like for instance, that's interesting. Yeah. 
like the gifting of tongues oh yeah is from the lord yeah. it's given but are you always supposed to do it publicly or is uh, is it sometimes very much called in the yeah. bible to be a private prayer language mm-hmm. it's like clipping your toenails yeah. it's a great thing to do you just don't always do <laughs> it out and about you're not going to whip off your shoe and just start just in the middle of a starbucks bench. and start yeah. like cracking them with no, your teeth yeah. right so like some things are meant to be private some yeah. things are meant to be public and on that la- note last thing i'll say is we both have a friend. I won't say who. We'll just call him Matt. Okay. Uh, and yeah. this friend of ours, Matt, uh, one time told me that uh, like during a certain week of the year, random year, like he was praying and the Lord said, this week, I want you to dance for me in the mornings. Yeah. And so he, in his house, he would go into the laundry room and he would just kind of boogie down yeah. and just dance a little bit and worship the Lord. And the yeah. Lord would be like, all right, you're all done. Yeah. And he said that that broke down a lot of like comfort yeah. issues that he had and self-consciousness yeah. like about himself. And that, but that was like a private thing that he did. So I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Private versus public. I I, I really like that. But I I do know as well, though, that same, same person also would just do some like funny things out in public too. True. But it was all at God's prompting. Right. So I think that there are, once again, going back to like the heart issue, like there are some times that you see people dancing and maybe if it's like their like fourth week in a row in church that they're just spontaneously breaking out and dance, you might be like, "Hey, man, do you have like a medical condition? Like, you know what's going on? Like, <laughs> do you, you know, like, are you okay? Like, but you know, it's like I, I would say it makes more people comfortable if right. you if you do it within the comfort of your own home. But I think that sometimes it's okay to make people uncomfortable in church, especially okay. those people that just are not. But once again, this is coming from a place of where I'm the first person to get very uncomfortable. Right. If you start dancing next to me, that's you. I will get up and walk out. Just for that, I'm going to dance next to you in oh, the next church. Please don't. We're in. Um, there is a great, I haven't seen it, but I've just seen the preview. Yeah. And every time it makes me uncomfortable, it makes me laugh, and then just makes me interested all over again. Every time I see the trailer for this Pure Flix movie, where this guy who just like wants to Pentecostally like run around and scream and wave the tambourine and flag... Yeah is in like a really like chill like Baptist church oh, and they're all just like your husband must stop and he's like I can't this is who I am man and I want to see it so bad I don't know what the name of this movie is but I gotta see it but just, that's a little bit of the battle we're yeah, talking about that, right that's now. exactly the battle like um so moving away from worship because I feel like we just talked for 10 minutes on worshiping okay. as an art form but um what do you think about like other like forms of art within a church, like light shows or a lot of times people get hung up with smoke. Mm. Like there are some churches and even uh, when I was helping out with a youth camp uh, a couple of years ago, we, we bought fog machines because okay. we just thought it would be really cool okay. to do. And so what do you think about like lights, fog machines, like neon? Do you like it? Do you think I, it's not there? I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very liberal on this. Yeah. I'm down with the smoke really? machines, down with the light oh. shows. I'm down with most things. When you get to like confetti cannons or something, yeah. I'm going to back off quite a bit though. Like, like sparklers <laughs> that just shoot out of the stage. I, okay. I, again, I really do think I'm always interested. Yeah. I'm, I'm always willing yeah. to be like, okay, that's cool. But I, I need to know that there was like uh, the people behind it have the right intentions and right heart, mm-hmm. right? And they see it as a ministry they want to bless, right? Yeah. Not, I want shock and awe to draw more people yeah. in. So I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it, yeah. but I, I, I would like to know the heart yeah. uh, be, like behind it. It definitely drives an emotive response. And that's what, it, it actually frustrates me normally because really? I, I feel like as, uh, once again, somebody who's not creative, it 
drives more of an emotional response than it does an actual like heart response behind what I'm what I'm worshiping. And so instead of thinking about the words that I'm saying or the music that I'm singing, it's more like I'm at a at a at a rock. I'm going to sound like I'm an 80-year-old man, but I do rock feel concert. like a rock concert. Yes. Where, but like I get trapped up in it like where by the end of it, I'm like crying and I'm just my arms are out and I'm like, "Lord, like thank." You. But it's like it's it's driving an emotional response for me instead of me actively listening. And so sometimes when I see that kind of stuff, I have to take about like 10 minutes during the worship service uh-huh. to just get in the right place, understand like, Lord, I'm here worshiping you. Like, and then as I'm singing, I'll be listening to what's going on, like listening to the words that I'm singing. Uh-huh. But I do, it does bother me sometimes because I think that a lot of people respond to those kind of services <clears throat> in more of an emotional response mm-hmm. instead of actually thinking about like, I'm worshiping the Lord. It's like, oh, I'm my emotions are caught up in what Well, you I'm might here. say that light shows and smoke machines are the new ornate cathedrals. They are with that. a form of uh, making you feel in awe and wonder of the ambience and that your surroundings. And yeah. I'm not necessarily opposed to it because I right now could walk into a beautiful like historic cathedral mm-hmm. and see like the spires and see the art and yeah. go wow this is amazing and it's not it's I'm not worshiping it yeah. but the awe and wonder can make me more aware of the awe and wonder that I have for God. So yeah. again, I think it has to be the right heart for the people who are putting on whatever create creative spectacle yeah. and you also have to have the right heart going into it. Yeah. So I think it can be done well. Yeah. I think it be it can be awesome. I think if it's abused, it can be just like the abuse that the church went through like in earlier centuries yeah. of the church. But I, I think if it's accepted well and put out with the right heart, it can be it could be good. I, I think yo, go ahead. I was just gonna say I, I didn't want to transition too much, yeah. but we're getting close to the end of the podcast and I did have one more question yeah. that I wanted to kind of ask you is if somebody wants to worship uh, outside of the norm of the group, yeah, right? I wanna dance, I wanna sing, I wanna shout, whatever. Um would this not be a good place to bring in the scriptures that say render to Caesars what Caesars mm-hmm. or um, don't make your pastor's life like hard. Don't yeah. make it hard on them, but surrender, submit to the authority of your pastor oh, and your shepherd. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what you think about shepherds shepherding and caring for the creative sheep as well mm-hmm. as the un- non-creative sheep yeah. and the and the creative sheep surrendering under the shepherd. Yeah. What do you think about that? That's good. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of churches really grow because of their creative ministry. So a lot of like the the bigger churches, they, and this is where we're actually like going back to a little bit about what we were just talking about. A lot of the bigger churches have cr- a lot of creative ministries. So anytime you have a church that's considered a quote unquote mega church, right. a lot of times you see big because they have the budget to, you know, have light shows, smoke machines, you know, big things like big projectors and stuff right. like that. Um, like one church uh, that I used to go to in Hawaii, um, they had three projectors that would project like onto a white wall and it, it made it like a 3D like interactive experience. We'd oh, be talking about the fire crazy. of God and all of a sudden you, like these projectors could make like fire come on the walls, but it would be like 
actually looking at a fire and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But it's like, you have a lot of these churches that do that, but then you get up and they're like, Hey, yeah, we got like 15 minutes for a, for a message. Oh, and so yeah. I think that there's a, like some it, churches don't always do it correctly. Obviously like you're never going to find a perfect church, right. but I think that a lot of times like that's our dichotomy that we, the, that we have in America is when you find a church that has a really good creative focus, a lot of times that has a poor focus on teaching. Um, I think that a church that does really well at it is is a church that that we go to um, here in in uh, in Hutto the Fellowship. Like Pastor Donnie's pretty word driven, mm-hmm. and but he also understands that he has to release. He's not, and I think this is what pastors do really well that do this. They realize, hey, my gifting might not be necessarily creative, right. but I have creative people that I need to let go of the reins on and just let them be creative. And so I think that that's, that's how churches do really well at that is when they say, hey, I'm not necessarily a creative person or I'm not necessarily like a, a Bible-driven right. like, teacher, but I have these three people, these three men, these three women in my church that are. So I'm going to release the reins to them and just let them run with it. And that's hard to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot easier to take control and just do things your way, one mm-hmm. way. And the byproduct of doing things your way, one way is that if you have people who are clamoring for something else, you just shove it to the side to get it mm-hmm. out of your way. Mm-hmm. And this is, oh, it's a totally different episode, but yeah. I just want to touch on it because it's similar is a lot of times women's ministry ends up being like this afterthought yeah. where it's like, go do tea parties, yeah. just encourage each other, pray for your husbands, just be over there on the side. Yeah. And I just think that that is horrific versus yeah. churches and church leaders coming together and saying, how do we empower women, encourage women to yeah. be ferocious women of God? Like, what do we do? What people do we need to build up? What resources do we yeah. need to pull aside for that? And that's the same thing you can do with a creative ministry yeah. as well. Not put, uh, it's a bunch of creative yahoos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll let them do a worship night once a month. We'll let them paint on stage yeah. or something. Let's just do that. Yeah. Versus, man, if they find like joy in worshiping Jesus that mm-hmm. way or following Jesus that way, how do we empower them? How do we encourage yeah. them? Because empowered, encouraged followers of Christ, no matter what aspect or avenue they used mm-hmm. to, to do that, are going to be better witnesses yeah. for the gospel yeah. than people who are, are quelled, people yeah. who are put away over to the side. Well, and like, so last thing that I'll say, and then we can yeah. totally land this plane, is totally. that, um, you know, speaking of, we just talked about how the pastors and churches should respond to the creatives, but I think how creatives should respond to their churches is not saying, oh, I'm going to go f- go to a different church and find a different church that, that loves creatives, right. but saying like, hey, I see this need. And a lot of times you're not going to get a church budget out of it because church budgets are pretty thin as they are. So like, instead of doing that, say like, Hey, I'm going to take it on myself. I'm going to gather some of my creative friends and we're going to start, just start with a creative night or start with this or start with that. Maybe take like a little offering or something like that to get like the ball rolling on something, Mm -hmm. help out your church. And then, and then come to the pastor and say like, Hey, we have these 30 people that are meeting regularly on, you know, Wednesday night and we're doing these creative nights, you know, and we're starting to build this thing, just taking it on yourself. I think a lot of times too many people, not just creatives, but too many people in the church go, I have this problem. I want the church to solve it. Yeah, do Instead this of me. saying like, hey, 
this is my heart, my bend, and right. I'm going to create a ministry out of it and grow that ministry. It might take two or three years, but I'm going to grow that ministry. Yep. And then once it's at a healthy place with a consistent membership, I'll come to my church and say, hey, we have this ministry. It's exciting. We Look what we're doing. We want to have this or whatever. It's yeah. like, but but if you just come to your pastor and say like, hey, two of us in, in, in church want to have a light show and a smoke ma- smoke machine. It's like, <laughs> pastor can go, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> exactly. You know? so. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah. I think it's good. I think that all makes sense. Um, got any other last statements? No, I mean, I'm, I'm the most logically driven person, but literally all of my friends are creatives. So what I feel do you like- do? I, exactly. What do you do? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, I will say we'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Biblical Lenses or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Biblical Lenses. Uh, you can head over to the website at BiblicalLenses.com, which is actually not really functioning well right now. So don't go there. That's great. Uh, but uh, we will have show notes in the descriptions of these podcast episodes. And we release a fresh podcast every Wednesday. And we'd love it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We will see you later.